I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, it's your girl Mandy B and I'm super excited to be throwing an event next month. It is a girls night out and we are doing it up at Paint and Pour. That's right, Paint and Pour in Harlem. We are going to paint maybe some dicks and we're going to pour it up, pour it up because it's open bar. Super excited to see all of you guys there. It'll be a night of fun, jokes, laughter, and of course, sex. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about relationships. And I'm super excited to also announce that I'll be joined alongside author of The Emin Man is for Money, Passport Cuddy. So if you guys have ever wanted to ask us maybe how to get a sugar daddy, how to join in on threesome, any type of questions that you think you may have had, we are going to do it over some drinks in a bomb venue, listening to some dope ass music and again, painting, maybe some dicks. So if you guys are interested, please go ahead and follow my Instagram at full core pumps and also follow at paint and pour NYC to keep up on when we will be posting tickets. Hope to see you guys there. Hey, everybody. I wanted to let you guys know this is Wheezy, and I'm going to be doing Gotham Podcast Studios' first annual seminar. It's going to be coming up on September 15th from 2 to 5. If you guys have ever thought about doing a podcast or you have a podcast and you need some tips on how to jump your shit off, I'm going to be discussing the horrible decisions journey, some of the pitfalls and the highs we've experienced as we are growing our show. I'm also going to be doing some Q&A, so if you have questions, uh, come by. Make sure to get your ticket. They're going to have something very in-depth where they personalize like workshops and like a book just for your pod. Uh, follow me on IG to see when tickets go on sale at Wheezy WTF. Enjoy uh, the show. Yes. And I also want to go ahead and before we start, if we could go ahead and give a super huge shout out to all of our patrons. We want to thank you guys so much for our support. If you do not know, or if say you've listened to all of our episodes and you want more, we drop two bonus episodes per month on our Patreon account. Um, so go ahead, support the show, become patrons. You you could find that at patreon.com backslash horrible decisions. We also post um, a lot of the stuff on our Instagram. So go ahead and keep up with us as well on our Instagram at horrible underscore decisions. Now let's get on with the show. Yeah, 
Hey guys, <laughs> we're back yet again, and we got some wonderful guests in the show. Welcome to Horrible Decisions, guys. This is your girl Mandy B. I'm Wheezy, and we have our resident gay yes. in the studio. Yes. <laughs> you know, we've been having some other gays, and I was like low key kind of feeling a little bad, like I cheated. <laughs> you know what? Thank you. I'm glad that you feel that way. But, but I, you know, I hold no, nothing to that. I am the resident gay. You know that, and I know that. So we are square. Happy to be back. Hey, Asante. Bussy badass <laughs> yes. in the building. Yes. yes oh, and before badass. y'all, you know, you, you had a rose get, oh, why are they going to have another gay nigga game? Hold on. We got shut another your, bitch on the mic. We do, you know, we do have another um, female in the building, and we've had her on the show before. And it's so funny because y'all just refer to her as the unicorn, episode yes. 17. But we got Dove in the motherfucking building What's from up? Denver, all the way from motherfucking Denver. Hello. Yes. Holla. I'm that bitch. I'm back. What's up? <laughs> Come on, Dubs of Denver. Denver, Denver. So, Dub, your original episode was number 17, and you helped a bunch of couples understand being a unicorn, how to have threesomes. People are still asking about you. It's so weird because people are just, every week, someone's like, how do I get a threesome? How do I do this? I'm like, episode 17, nigga, back up. But (laughs) can you kind of tell people... um, what your new projects you have going on and oh my god I knew he was gonna do that no you, you t- have to you at the time you didn't have your own home. podcast you have a podcast too I do have a podcast with my son um, JJ he goes by JJ and um, girl I done forgot the name of my son podcast it's called Youngin <laughs> Youngin <laughs> Sure Sorry, y'all. We was passing the blunt before yeah, the episode, was... so I need y'all to know that. And if you're watching this on YouTube, here, if there's a fog, it's not it's your stream. Fog. It's not the. It's not the camera, y'all. We kind of smoked out the goddamn room before the show. Bitch, I forgot my oh, name. I almost said, I, and this is Mandy B three. <laughs> All I know is I ain't did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag I don't know nothing. Shout out to Wax. <laughs> so you no, have Youngish with your son. I have a podcast name, Youngish, and we're coming back. We're actually going to see Beyonce. In Houston, and we're gonna jump our yes. new season off after that. Happens. That's so, Yes, complete. Every Monday we come out. We're on SoundCloud, and iTunes, all that good shit. Okay, um, but what else you got going on? Bitch, go ahead and let them know. Uh, <laughs> putting out a project called Whole Season. Yes, Whole Season. Um, it's about the summertime, using that time to be your best hoe that you could possibly be. And it's not about these niggas. It's about you and just being whatever a hoe means to you. You do that shit and you love it and you that bitch. What about all the other three seasons? I mean, bitches be hibernation. I be like conserving all my whole I mean, that's cuffing energy. season. So we you got whole season. Me, though. You know what I'm saying? Whole season, have... cuffing season. What other seasons we got, y'all? Like, Dub wasn't, like, I think when we were in Seattle, we went to Seattle a few weekends ago. Y'all had a birthday. terrible time. Oh. Oof. Fuck that. Let's not even talk about it. But when we were there, Dub was telling me, like, I haven't had dick, like, in, what was it, a year? Girl, a year. I went what? a year. And people love, this is what cracks me up. Niggas love to call you a hoe and a slut and this right. and that. No dicks was up in here. Nothing. For a year? I didn't see a dick. I was barely, wa- I was barely masturbating. I was barely watching porn. It was bad. It's crazy. Like someone was so was, sexual. But it wasn't it like it wasn't like I didn't want to. But I was busy. A bitch got shit to do. Oh, my whole life. I'm never too busy to play with my Be- pussy. Me neither. Not ever. I do that shit at work, my nigga. We got a lunch break. I'm not proud of it. I'm working on it. So speaking of new dicks, I want to tell you guys a story really quick. I will make it fast. But so if you have ever heard episode one, episode one, it is called the missing condom. And here we go. Yes. So I went to the Hamptons with this white boy and. And I decided he's older. He's in his. Let me not say it. She had sex with an elder, y'all. No. 
know she wanted one. Okay, Let me just show you him first listen. before we, we, we put He had salt and pepper. How old? Because, That's what I'm saying. You, know, you see, been, she paused. I, I've been thinking. So about I'm gonna this. show she you paused. a picture I like of him. A dick Wait, now. okay, but how old was the dick? Because you really pausing and not letting nobody. It doesn't matter. I want you guys established. Hello, and they be tired, so you're going all night. Going to bed. It was, oh, you know. That, oh, actually, he's cute. So How you is? just want all of YouTube to take a picture. Goddamn, bro, put the phone down. He's early fifties and very, you know, a nice looking man. It's my season day. So anyway, I want to talk a little bit about. I wasn't going to say this on our show. I was going to wait till I go on um, Van's show because I thought he knows the name of my podcast and I'm worried he's going to listen. But I'm like, whatever, maybe he won't. So we have sex for the first night time, and. He was eating my pussy so good that I thought if the head, if he's that good ahead, he can't be that good in bed, right? Like, how could you be that good? Something's wrong yeah. with your dick. Oh. Like, that's how good he went down on me. So I start returning yeah. the furry favor. And I just want to say, Damn, that's I don't think I've ever had that. I am very no. proud of my blowjob skills. Oh, it's niggas, just something niggas, that I'm good at, you know? God didn't head. bless me with up. much, but a good just head game. Head skills, so okay. I'm sucking his dick and he's not getting hard. And I thought maybe it's because he's old. And he's like, you know, if you do something for me, I will really get off. Now, when I heard that, I said, okay, he wants me to eat his ass, which, not opposed. (laughs) So then he said, I really like my nipples touched. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, like right here. (laughs) I was like, okay. So I'm sucking his dick. I put my hands up. The nigga gets so hard. I thought I was going to break a tooth. (laughs) So I'm now, right, like touching his nipples. So I'm trying to put my hand back on the dick. Because, right, I like doing my oh, shit. No. This nigga pulled me right back up to the nipple. And I was like, I oh, like wow. I like playing with nipples. No, bro, listen to this. I like so it. So I. aggressive, though? You, wait. He needs it. It's just sensitive as fuck. That's how you he do it. Like, and then he's like, hold on. Oh, lighter, 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 lighter. Oh. So hold on. Then he puts the condom on, and I bend over because I'm ready to get uh. fucked. And he's like, oh, um, can you turn like back on your back? White I'm guys like, don't like back shots, hold girl. On. Yes, they do. Yes, they bro, do. Yes, yeah, the fuck they do. They do. Bitch, how you don't know oh. you ain't never fucked a white boy? I mean, I don't know. I ain't even think they like <laughs> so he, I turn around from the back and then he's like, I'm like, he's like, I'll go on your back. I'm like, no, no, no. I want it like this. He's like, well, I just, it's just not really because I can't really have this stimulated if I'm doing that. So I'm like, nigga, you can't fuck me from the back because you can't feel your nipples. So hold on. Now he's fucking me from the front. OK, I'm sitting here going counterclockwise the other way, <laughs> left, right, left, trying to fucking trying to use my kegels, throw this pussy back. I was exhausted. OK. See? So that was the first time we had sex. Takes me out to dinner. This is Wednesday night. And let me just tell you what happens. We're fucking. Everything's going fine. I'm doing my left, right switch thing. I can't even put my hand on my clit because he fucking pulls it off just to touch his nipples. He's ridiculous. So he pulls out, comes on my stomach. And I'm like, this is weird because we were using a condom. So where is it? Oh, Oh, it fell into your pussy. So I was like, hey. (laughs) It fell into your your pussy. pussy. Yo, can we make that the horrible decision opening? It fell fell into your pussy. pussy. Everybody on the count of three. And one and two. And it it fell into your pussy. So wait, I need to ask, how many days did it stay in your pussy if you had to wait to come back? Hold on, my nigga. Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. So wait. Because did you beat my two days? You Wait, peed about two days. No, I did, I did, I didn't. You, so, you did. first of all, I didn't know that the first time it, I peed a condom out, I didn't know it was in my pussy. The first time. Yeah. You peed oh, a we have all That was the missing condom. That was our first episode. Multiple times, pussies have. So gotten, I said, hey, listen, can you do me a favor and help me get it out? He's like, of course, absolutely. Very classy guy, right? You did lose a condom the last time you were here. Oh, and I was about to help. 
Yeah. Oh, we got to tell you. Wait, Dove comes back from the doctor, by the way, which is the same doctor we've all been to. She's like, she comes back home. I'm like, what happened? She's like, it wasn't in there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, you thought it probably fell out in the back seat. No, no, bro. So Dove fucked in my laundry room. So we go back down there. The same nigga you fucked last night. That's your New York thing. So Dove fucks in my laundry room. Why did I go back down the stairs in the laundry room to go make sure? She was like, bro, I think it's either in his car or it's here. Because we were using a condom. So I go down the stairs in my building. I find her underwear. Do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) I find her underwear on the way down. On my fucking stairs. So I'm like, okay, well, here's investigation piece one. So I go down to the laundry room. Nigga, I'm looking. I, I was. That's my bitch. The fuck. I'm looking around for the condom. <laughs> so I run upstairs. I'm like, nah, bro, it's in there. So she's like, oh. gets up, sitting there in the bathroom, talking about. I can't get it. I was like, digging. What? I, I had my friend digging my pussy for for a condom before. I mean, what are friends? I mean, for? what are friends? Yeah, you gotta so. just stick your hand up the pussy and feel, because my so, hands aren't that. Hold on, bitch. Let me tell you what happened. It just ain't working. So what are we going? What are we gonna call him? We gonna call him Hamptons. So Hamptons goes in his kitchen in his large Hamptons. Upper East Side apartment. I just want to say, goes to grab his glasses and then goes, okay, here we go. <laughs> Spreads my legs, trying to get up in there, can't get nothing. So I'm like, you know what? I'm getting anxiety around this. Let me just, I'll just go to the doctor tomorrow. So I'm at work and my little work boot comes up to me. He's like, nigga, what's up? I was calling you last night. I was like, don't talk to me. I have a condom in my pussy. I'm shut up. <laughs> Dude, I'm so stressed. Oh, so that I, shit is stressful. It is. No, because, it is. So, so I Especially am, what if you, that, that my problem was I wanted dick again. So I was like, I got to get the condom out before I get right. more dick. There you go. That's so the, the problem is, so I'm sitting at work and like, <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I used to have a pelvic floor problem because I was always clenching. So now I'm trying to bear down. I'm trying to squat. I'm I'm taking mad shits, trying to push it out. So I go to the doctor, oh. right? Here's the first thing that happens. I go to the walking gyno. By the way, if you live in New York and you know a place to go, it's on 55th and 7th. Walking gyno, very affordable, and yep. they, they take you right away. Took all of our condoms out of our pussies. So the girl at the, <laughs> the, girl at the counter, the receptionist, is like, hey, what's the reason for your visit? And I was like, oh, um, I have a condom. Stop my bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm mouthing, and she's like, what? I was like, I have a condom second me. And she's like, oh, okay. Um... Are you wheezy? <laughs> the funny part about this is Alex and I were texting and Alex is like, nigga, you going to this cheap ass spot. Watch somebody know you. So I'm laughing with the girl. I'm like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm already here for the most embarrassing shit. And she's like, don't worry. She listens to the show. She's like, we're HIPAA compliant. I'm like, bitch, you not the doctor. <laughs> what do you mean we're HIPAA compliant? You got my social and my real name. Y'all niggas be asking for the shit all the time. So whatever. I'm in the waiting room. I'm assuming to use my fake celebrity, I'm going to get to skip the line because there's five people in front of me. So then I'm seeing two people go. I walk up to her. I'm like, bro, like, do you they have something stuck in them? Because so I need so to go first. VIP. So we get to the, the doctor. <laughs> and I remember. <laughs> I need to get the line at the gyno. Okay. I know who I am. All I know is, is if you line. listening to this show and then your ass want to come up to me at a time in need, then you need to help a, a GI. Hello. Thank you. Did you want a live show ticket? Help. <laughs> so I get to the doctor and she's. I'm looking at her and I remember her specifically. She was very beautiful. Middle she was tip. very pretty. So she's like, do I, I remember you? And I, I thought maybe it was my tattoo. I was like, yeah, I was here last time. And it's kind of funny because I'm. I have a podcast with my friend, and I said to her, you know, um, I know a place we can get a condom out of you, and here we are. And she's like, oh, wow, how long ago is that? Like, I said, it's a year ago. She's like, I totally remember. I'm like, it's the name of our first episode. She's like, well, now you have your turn. <laughs> the bitch puts me on my back, 
and I'm so nervous. I'm laying down. She's like, I'm like, you see it? She's like, it's just very far away. She goes out of the room, comes back with a long pair of tweezers. Ugh. And she's like, count to 10. I'm like, nigga. I was freaking out. That's so, traumatized. So she it takes is. it out, throws it in the trash can. And I say, excuse me, um, can I see it? I just need to make sure a condom came out of me. Like, <laughs> I need to see it. I need to make sure it wasn't ripped. I need to make sure there aren't pieces stuck in me. And she's like, what a smart girl. And you know what? Can I just say, don't be ashamed, because I do regular paps and just pull random tampons and condoms out oh. all the time. Oh, right. my wow. God. That's so So, gross. anyway, there's part two of Missing Condom. Jesus. Well, I mean, well, and, so and you've had a disappearing condom. I've had a missing condom. I think, you know, at least we have, we got condoms out. Right. Safe sex, guys. Safe <laughs> sex. Got, at least we got condoms out. At least we have condoms. So, Sisterhood of the stuck condoms. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so normally we do icebreakers, but since both of y'all have already been on the show, we're going to go ahead and have our vanilla shit okay. conversation. Um, so the vanilla shit that we kind of want to discuss, um, and I'm super glad that we have you here to discuss this, um, is the child support motherfucker. Oh shit. So if you guys are on Twitter, if you guys are active within Black Twitter, um, it's been a discussion because good old Blake Griffin, who is black, some oh, parts yeah. black, I think. He's anyway, black, black um, blackity black. black ass Griffin is paying two hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars a month in child support based on his gross income for, for two children. Yes, to his white baby mama. Not saying it matters. Just wanted to throw his that ex wife. I think that's his ex wife though. <laughs> um, Isn't like nine percent of his. So it's nine percent of his income. Someone did the math, and so basically he's only paying nine percent. Because someone did the math. Someone did the math. I think he's he makes like two point something million a month because he signed like I don't know twelve million Ooh, a year. One hundred seventy three million dollars over five years. Over five years. Um, so mm-hmm. he's. Only giving three million dollars a year on like thirty something million, so let's not act like it's too much. I okay? mean, yeah, it's nine percent. It's not, but, but but a lot of people's complaint is, especially from men that I've been reading, is that it don't take that much to raise a kid. And so, well, it I, takes two hundred and twenty three thousand dollars for this lifespan of a child. Of by a the child, way. Eight, from zero to eighteen. Uh-huh. Yeah. So one I, month. I do want to say though, I don't want to <laughs> have the conversation about them coins that we don't see in our accounts. But I do want to bring this down to a conversation about child support, which y'all regular niggas. I don't know why y'all think we want to have babies for niggas. your regular ass money. Regular but, ass. That's very important. But it's very important because I want to talk to our audience, um, the women who listen to our show, who okay. got regular ass, broke ass baby daddies, yes. um, and also even just the men who listen to the show who may be on child support, who's not making Blake Griffin And by the money. way, me right. and Mandy were going back and forth with who to discuss this with because we we're having Rory on a later episode and she's like, we need a dude to talk about this. I'm like, well, what about the single moms? And it's like, such I mean, a hard thing. We going back and forth. As soon as, well, soon no, as because she told me what you pay, what you get paid in child support, Girl. which is what but I want to bring bro, up, I was like, nothing. this makes sense. And not only that, I've experienced child support growing up. So I want to, I guess, if you could tell our I listeners did. your thoughts on child so how much child support do you get a month from your baby daddy I'm awarded 40 like around 45 47 dollars a month and I have not seen that money for a year how old Excuse is your son me. He's, tw- he's turning 12 in December He's turning so now. I want to say this though on the national, like the National Bureau or something I looked up, on average, um, men are paying 25% of their annual Mm -hmm. income. About $400 for um, child support is the average. So 25%. (laughs) That nigga ain't making that much. He's not making enough to pay you. I don't think so. I don't know what he do. I don't talk to him. But $45 is what you got awarded. And he has another child who's also on child support (sighs) and she gets much more. Why oh you, really? Why? So why do you get less? I don't know. There's something with the. I think it's the Massachusetts state law where okay. like the older uh, the 
the younger kids get more than your oldest but kid. But older kids was your cost kid more. more expen- I mean, in your opinion, was your, has your son been more of an expense as a baby or as a teenager or a pre? It's all expensive. Mm. <laughs> you think that you think the money's gonna like shift from him like growing up, but it just becomes another bill for something else. Mm-hmm. I had to pay karate. It was like one hundred fifty dollars a month. One hundred sixty dollars a month karate alone. That was one out of five activities playing. Oh and I shit! I paid all that shit out of pocket. Well, you got him in a special black karate. Yes, I do. <laughs> black owned business. Okay, right. I, know. I just, I just feel like there's so many. Um, Things that are said on social media, specifically from men acting like women either have babies to get child support or that or that the mothers use the child support for them and not the children. They'd be like, why is it not going to the kid? I really don't think that a lot of men take into consideration that, okay, there's expenses involved with children, but as a woman your whole life is now changed. Right. Like, how you go about the jobs you can accept, the hours you can work, all of these things are put into... The, I don't think the men look at it like that. Right. Like, you got a baby, so, so what? I got, a, I got an argument this with my coworker because he was like... What the fuck? This is ridiculous. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care. The kids don't cost that much. I said, well, you know what costs that much? My fucking time. I got to get a job. I can't have a fucking social life. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's, Babysitters. It's just even trying to uh, daycare after school and you take that nigga on the weekends. Daycare alone. Oh, that's a, a super high bill. I so, already know. Like, I'm so used to being broke. I just came into a little cash, a <laughs> decent salary, and I still got plenty of loans. So my net worth is in the negatives. But... I just became like very self-sufficient where I don't need my mama help. I don't need my friend help. Like I'm good, but I'm so used to being broke that with anything with my son, I ask for scholarships like automatically. Oh, of course. Anything he wants to do. First question out my mouth. If I'm signing him up for something, it's a scholarship because it costs that much. You mm-hmm. need a discount somewhere. And then it's past financials. I think a lot of men and maybe some women as well think of it on a financial level. But sometimes I'm thinking, like, did you ever think about whenever a woman does receive that child support, by the time she get that money, all all her kids shit going to be met anyway. Yeah. Like, so it's coming out of your pocket regardless. Right. No one is waiting for your child support. No one's like at all. dying right. because you didn't pay your child support and these little ass coins that a lot of us are getting. Right. They're like, it's chump change. It how is, how did you feel when you saw the Blake Griffin thing? And how do you feel about it with how much she's getting? Do you think? I think it's fine. I mean, I he needs a lot of money. I think yeah. it should be more. You know, if he can afford it. I, and what's crazy to me is, and I, I kind of wanted to share my my situation with child support, is my dad growing up, he stopped talking to us for well over a year because my mom wanted more. Mm-hmm. She, um, she was getting $80 a week for two kids Ugh. from my daddy. And so when she finally finished school to receive her LPN, she was then making too much money to be on Section 8 and food stamps anymore. So because she couldn't be on Section 8 and food stamps anymore, her job was still as an LPN, I think was like $10 or $12 an hour. It evens out. She she was making too much to get government assistance. So she took my dad back to court um, to raise child support. She ended up getting $150 a week which is still only 600 a month for two kids and just even through that experience like that's why we had to go through it was so crazy because he felt like he did so much by giving this little bit of money and it's crazy because not having that relationship like it was hell he made all of us do DNA tests because he wanted to make sure he wasn't paying for a kid that wasn't his mind you we yeah he raised like me and my sister like 
that's our daddy like biologically so it just brought in so much because he thought his money was it and it's crazy because it's affected me now as an adult where I see men as ATMs unfortunately and I've talked about this with some of the guys I mean like you can't tell me no like my dad you know my daddy gave this daddy gave that Mm -hmm. and it's just like I don't know it's it's kind of it sucks because now as an adult, seeing how much toiletries are, I tell my mama all the time, I don't know how the fuck she did it. I didn't know that was what no, was going to come out of your mouth. Going. That's where Toiletry. we're going. Toiletries is expensive. Two ply, my nigga. For her to have to do it for, for four women, her and there's three of us. So okay. tampons, conditioner, I mean, shit. Tampons that, alone. Tampons and alone. And VO5 sucks. Good shit. I grew up in a single parent household as well. Like my mom, she took care of us and did, every, did everything. And I feel like child support was something that kind of came up. But one thing that never comes up with child support that sucks, like we always talk about the money we never talk about the time mm, like, ever like we always talk about like oh here they go asking for all this money but we never say well you know what's the dad saying like are they around like are they gonna spend time or like what's that game plan like because mm-hmm. at the very least if we say blake griffin hangs out with his children x amount of times then we could be like oh well maybe that's excessive since he does take his kids around da, da, da. but why why should we say that's excessive he's a right. fucking he's a dad baller. Right. He, had, <laughs> he had these kids because he could afford to right. and he could afford to pay the child support and I don't think there's anything wrong with him paying it as long as he continues to take care of his kids as well I'm Katia Adler host of The Global Story over the last 25 years I've covered conflicts in the Middle East political and economic crises in Europe drug cartels in Mexico Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on A. A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And you and know, people love arguing that. about someone else's money. That's all oh, they that's do, so. child. But that's just, so I ain't gonna lie, I be doing the same shit too. I'm like, so you telling me that nigga got more money than Diddy? <laughs> <laughs> I be doing the same shit. And I'm so happy you say that because I used to be like really angry about the amount I got. And then like it was so sporadic. He would go years without paying. Then I get like a lump sum. And then like it will go years again. I used to be really angry about it. But then I let it go when I realized, to your point, that the most important thing is my son's connection with his dad right. at the end of the day I'm gonna take care of everything my son needs he's good and so mm. but what I can't do for him is give him his dad's love only his dad can give that to him so like for mm. example this summer he's gonna spend a good chunk of time with his chunk of time with his dad and I could be an ass and I could bring up I never bring up the child support I never bring up how long he ain't never paid me the only conversation I wanna have is when are you gonna see him is he good? Do you like when are you gonna pick him up? When are you gonna drop him off and like spend time with him? So that is one thing I can't. Let me ask mind. both of y'all then. 
because I, I'm trying to think. Yes, time is very important. So do you feel like um, a man should pay less in child support if he is garnering that time with his children? No. I don't feel like he no, sh- right? I don't feel like he should, but but he does have a, at least a case to make to say that he can take care of his child to a certain degree. He just has to pay child support because of whatever the circumstance right. with, is with him and his baby mama. Okay. And okay, I can order. do that. Yeah, it is court order. And, and I want to um, give just a quick stat to our listeners, because I was speaking to my mom about this last night with what happened. Um, and so say you have joint custody with your baby mother, or your baby daddy, and say both of you guys pay for the child. I do want to let you know that as a woman, <laughs> if this is not court ordered or on paper that you give her X amount of dollars, say, off the books, she can go to court and say that you have not given her a dime and you can be retroactive to pay two years back. They'll only go two years back, but you'll owe two years worth of child support and then be court ordered to pay going so forward. So if you don't pay and she goes to court and tells on you. So you say so say you and your baby daddy have an arrangement, not on, on oh, the books. Not, okay. Say he's giving you $100 a week, but him, he's just giving it to you like, here you go. This is just from the kindness of my heart. Right. And you decide one day, you know what? You was late two weeks in a row and ain't giving me my money. I'm going to go put you on child support. Okay. You could go to the court and say, he ain't ever give me nothing. And he'll be required to pay you oh two years God. worth but of child support. Do that. A lot of women will do that. You'd Angry be surprised. And unfortunately, that's why I just want to let it be known. Like, uh, this is something that maybe needs to be written on paper. If this is the situation or arrangement you have currently, write it down. I think you should definitely keep keep track Look, of that. It takes you know, it take one, one wrong, it take one wrong <laughs> IG post for a woman to see. Here you go. To be like, Oh, this nigga took this bitch right. where? Oh, hell no. Nah. He ain't never funny. taking me that. Oh, I'm about to take his ass to court and get Bro, all that just money. Like and that's that. the sad thing is like using like niggas have to act right on social media. Y'all just, just to not, act just right to keep all it the out time. Of court. Act right all the time. <laughs> have your fucking side bitch, girlfriend, whoever you want. Just take care of your fucking kids. That's just it. And, and so as y'all know, every week we do a kink of the week and I'm excited Ooh, about this one. And go ahead. You going to do a jingle for us? Because you be doing jingles, bitch. Hold on, wait. What was our thing? Hold on. What's the jingle? Did we... Damn, the condom stuck in her pussy. Or um, pull the pussy. How we forgot the jingle oh, already? I don't know, man. Pull the yeah. pussy out. It's because we got pull the pussy out. We pull the pussy. She said, "What is it? Pull the pussy out." Damn, we high as fuck. Okay, anyway, I know what's stuck in her pussy. Was it that? Something like yeah. that. What is it? A kids it commercial? Like <laughs> <laughs> um, so the kink of the week this week, guys, is amorophilia. What? Um, yes, what bitch. <laughs> so amorophilia usually manifests itself by an inability of sight with either one or both partners using a blindfold or having sex in total darkness. This might be caused by reasons such as religious guilt about nudity and sex, low self-esteem, or feelings of inadequacy. What? what? Yes. Why you just like being blindfolded a little bit? So there is this, and so I wanted to talk about that because have you ever been blindfolded before? Ooh, and because this is a king, I mean, I could see maybe some people being insecure in the bedroom or... Tonight. You gonna do it tonight? You gonna get blindfolded blindfold tonight? Me, and I'll report back. You never you, been blindfolded? I you never been. So. It's a big ex- it. difference, it and is it a seems difference. like such a basic thing. But when you lose one of your senses, yes. everything. Else holy shit! I've had my strongest oh, orgasms blindfolded. Really? Because like something is gone. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't see anything. So now you're completely focused on the way you feel. Now I've had pillows and all the on touch. my face. Does that count? Pillows on your face. It's a blindness. So well, yeah, the I pillows think on your be. face sometimes is normally like a part of losing your breath. Like losing your air. 
Well, like, no, oh, if he's suffocating, like, you've just, cover you covered your face with a pillow. With a pillow. Mm, just, I feel I'm like having all kind of faces. What, because you're going to scream or something? Yeah. By the way, out. something I thought about when watching the, uh, reading this is I was watching Handmaid's Tale. Oh, my God. And do you remember oh when he, they, God. so, like, some That's religions, religious. they Have fuck you... through a hole in the sheet yeah. because of the guilt about nudity and sex? Yes. And so this kind of made me think about that. It's crazy because I feel like I've I've experienced some type of trauma now. Like I don't ever want to be blindfolded. I got blindfolded for the first time. One guy we talked about this with the stealth thing of condoms. A guy snuck off the condom. Oh yeah. While while I was blindfolded. Fucking trash. And I didn't realize. Right. Girl, well, we gonna get into that. And I guess so. Before we start, do you want to give a disclaimer for our listeners? Because I know we've been talking about how high we are. And we so we you segued into the goddamn it. That's that's great. So we wanted to let you guys know. We wanted to start it off on a light note, but as much as. Dub has been a really good friend to the show and had such a raunchy episode with the unicorn shit. Mm-hmm. She just she actually told me that when she came to New York to visit that she wanted to do this. Uh, Mandy and I have both heard some stories about sexual trauma from her past. And it's been a long time that Mandy and I have wanted to do an episode like this, but we felt like it wasn't appropriate because one... I think we talk sometimes too lax to just be like, we're going to just talk about this ourselves. We want to have someone that has experienced it, has coped through it, and that has worked through each stage of her feelings. And so if this is triggering for you anyway, we apologize. But we just wanted to give a disclaimer that we will be talking about um, rape and... And sexual trauma. And sexual trauma, so... That's a good disclaimer. Yeah. Damn, I feel I don't like even, that's I, like, you kind of read that like Morgan Freeman a little bit. Well, I, I wanted like, to be serious really because, good. right? That you did good. good. You did disclaimer, good. guys. Um, so, yeah, if you guys didn't know by Wheezy's wonderful, you know, lecture there. <laughs> you see my white voice? I'll be throwing on at work. I just okay. want you guys to know. No. But um, we <laughs> are going to get into um, a little bit of a serious conversation. Um, it, as you guys know, I'm not going to shout out the podcast because I don't like his ass no more. But I've spoken on a sexual, um, you know, a kind of um oh god oh god. i don't know not, yeah not. i mean well i've spoken me and Weezy have both kind of shared that we've both experienced sexual trauma um but have so, you seen the pyramid mandy what what pyramid there's a pyramid um right yeah. so brilliant idiots i think posted it once on youtube but there is a pyramid of the hierarchy of sexual assault yes oh, oh wow and so the one that you experienced is like right oh, towards, i'm sure that's the bottom no no it's not at the bottom that's a no Dude, you didn't experience shit at the I bottom. Know, Someone cried. pulled their fucking dick out on you. Their yeah. shit at the bottom is like being spoken to in a dirty way. Okay, like, like the cat calling. Yes. Okay. But it goes up and up and up. And what's your experience? I'm not diminishing it. I didn't mean to do that. Um, I'm saying that's still pretty bad. Like, right. being genitalia being exposed is a big deal, right? Because like we real yeah. we don't realize that the things that happen to us day to day are as bad as they are. And I'm going to pull it up so we can go through it together. But what Dub experienced is at the top. And I want to say I've heard a lot of rape shame, I mean, victim blaming about rape culture, especially Mm. from women, um, which is why, you know, I didn't want to have you know who on the show. Yeah. Because I want, I don't like when women say, oh, well, that's not really a big deal. What happened to you? So in everyone else's mind, rape in the way that Dub experienced it is, quote unquote, the real way for y'all. And so I really want I hate I hate that they do that. It's yeah. disgusting. There's like a real like you, oh, well, that, you really, really got raped. Yeah, you really got that's raped. It, but it's no, super, but look what happened trash. to you with the condom. Thing. Yeah, like, it's I know. The same thing. So I want to yeah. start there and then kind of work down to the work experience and how they all are under the same umbrella. OK, so, so yeah, I guess if you could share a, sure. a, a bit of your story, introduce it. How to, old to, you were. Sure. Things and like we gonna let you talk so say it like okay. you Morgan Freeman bitch right now okay now I'm just like go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we, talk, no. we talked about elders he, got, he had a me too thing and it happened right oh wait he's me too 
Oh shit. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Hello. <laughs> um so yeah, so I was 14. I started off a little um I hate to use this word. We're having this conversation, but fast. Um and I think I got attention from boys when I was like 13. Okay. I lost I've actually never I don't even think I told you this. So I lost my virginity to a 30-year-old and I was 14. To a what year old? 30. Okay. Yeah. So it started it was it was it was completely consensual. But I just started off really fast. So I was dating this guy who was actually twenty two. And you were how old? I was fourteen. I told him I was sixteen. Okay. Still a lot, lot of girls age. do this. Yes. There's something age. about sixteen in our mind. Sixteen me, make us think we so grown. He told me he was nineteen. Wow. Oh, y'all both Dude. lied. Yep. Okay. So Q is doing the block. I was kind of dating him, sucking the dick a little bit. That's what dating <laughs> was for me at the time. <laughs> um, but then one day I invited him over and we were hooking up. And then he went downstairs and invited his friends in my house. And I was gang raped by six guys, including him. So I ran away and then I went into this really deep depression for about a year. So for like 14 to 15, kind of a really young age to have something like that happen to you. I was running away constantly, like going all over the place. Like I would go to church and I would leave because my mom would let me to go like Sunday school. And that's how I left. And I was like, so I didn't use drugs. I actually wasn't even smoking weed, but my drug was sex. So I was fucking everybody older guys younger guys my guys well not really guys my age they were at least 19 all the guys I no let me ask you a like question back to back just like because diving in you it. experienced him and his friends right do you mind sharing the number it was six so six guys total and the triggering thing that because a lot of women would maybe assume that you would go through a phase where you hated men so for you telling me you went through a phase where you were constantly fucking after that well, to me that's yeah. opposite I feel like what would well think about so, it like yeah, this I'm listening it was my one of my first sexual experiences was someone way too old for me okay and then my like maybe third sexual experience was well maybe a third if you don't count sucking dick it was like my third <laughs> I sexual experience I was rape so, like, I did not know a loving, romantic, intimate, like, relationship at that time. I only knew fucking. I only knew. And to me, the word no didn't matter. So, like, I would hang out with guys. And if I knew it was getting sexual, I knew in my mind, like, if I'm going to say no, they're going to do it anyway. And so I would end up having a lot of sex. When you were going through that, um, when the men were coming upstairs, how was the conversation? Did you ever say stop no. yes but it didn't matter the, and like and then what did it for me so I at first I was like stop and it was like a very forceful like violent situation in terms of me pushing back but then when they sodomized me I just laid there they sodomized you with what Their that means anal. oh just the anal anal rape I, I don't know why sodomized to right? me. Yeah, yeah, I feel like so, is anal. I don't know why sodomized to me makes me think they used tools, like or it could be tools. It could, it be, could tools. be tools. It's just anally. Is it anal penetration or anal rape? Sodomized. I think it's anal penetration. I think it's just anal sodomy penetration. is just the act of anal. Yeah, that's yeah. why you can like I think in Georgia it's still illegal or some crazy shit like that. Sodomy. And, yeah. But what? Um, sorry, just the no. Go. What was your relationship like with your family when all this was going on? Yeah, great question. That's so. Good question. My mom and I's relationship tanked. I became very angry and just, and so she was kind of talking shit to Were you me. keeping this private? Can we start there? So she walked into it. 
What? Yeah. Wait, your mom walked into. That's how it stopped. And then I. Oh my fucking wait, god! I don't remember what? that. They they ran out of the house. She's like chasing them down the street. And then I get my clothes on and I dip and I run away for like two days. Were you bleeding? Yeah. So then I came back, did a rape kit. Where did you go? Um, where did I go? I was somewhere in Boston. Two days. I was just I was just like roaming the streets. I was homeless actually. Those were my only two days in my life I've been homeless. Tech like at fourteen. At fourteen. And I was like, I have to go home. What made, were you she scared of your mom? Hospital. Yeah, I thought she was gonna whoop my ass because I didn't know what she thought it was. Oh, she didn't. You, so in she your mind, you thought that she could have walked in. Niggas and I'm naked. I didn't want her thinking that, that I you was, asked for that it. Was into it, right? So uh, I thought she was gonna be pissed, and she was pissed, but she believed me right away. She never questioned that I was raped. So when, when I told her when this happened, and now your mom knows, you know what is. I get the aftermath of it. But did you go ahead and go through with a rape kit yes. or press charges? Yes. So can you talk Some through what a rape kit? It's awful. It's just cold. I actually don't really like hospitals because of that. Because it's just cold and they're just swabbing you. and So they're swabbing your, your mouth? Like, how does that go? They, they, they like, you know, they look at your vagina and your and they, like, see if there's, like, cuts and bruises. They right. take pictures. It's like a police. They like take pictures? Police. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, they took pictures of me. So okay. when you called the police, who called the police? Your mom? My mom did. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of questions? Is that how you... Oh, I fucking hate the cops because of this. Because so they they were like, oh, so you... Like, pretty much they made me feel like I wanted it. Which is exactly what I didn't <sighs> want. And I just didn't feel protected. Right. right? Okay. Because these were guys in the neighborhood. That was the worst part. Like, I know these niggas. Well, I, I didn't really know them well. I knew the guy that I was, quote unquote, dating. Right. So he was like... In the neighborhood, Roman free, and I'm like, I, and then I had all the DNA on me, right? Wow. So like, there was no question about it, and I was like bruised and like all this stuff, oh. but they still were just like, well, why, like, how this happened? How did it happen? Like, right? Why did you? And just made me feel like I was. Was your mom wrong. sitting with you while they asked you questions? Yeah. Was your mom getting like? I don't really remember her reaction, but it was it was very tense, and I just shut down. Like when I knew this was going, I was like, okay, I'm just not gonna press charge. Like I'm not gonna go through this. Like you think I'm gonna go to court and y'all gonna be having me like at a jury or whatever the fuck? Right? In my because mind, then, you know what I'm saying? In like, your I'm mind, it's be... also six against one. Right. Like, All six of them gone. could say you wanted it or right. asked for. Were it. you also worried about um, how, what would happen yeah. when you went to court and like? What if they didn't get convicted? These people that fucking rape right. you, and right. now you're sitting here and you got to see all these motherfuckers and in the neighborhood. My family, like my my little bro- my little brother, and my sisters, and my mom. My mom's a teacher in the neighborhood. Like I was just like, I'm not gonna go through this. Like if if the police don't believe me, and y'all got you could see me, it's like a few days after, and I'm clearly like going traumatized, it, right? And y'all niggas are questioning me. I'm so, not gonna go through this. Like can, I'm not gonna put my family. I never it. asked you this in all the time I've known you, but. The next time that you saw one of them, what was that like? Yes. It's, you know, the PTSD, that shit is real. There were certain scents that, like, if I smelled it, I was immediately triggered. There's actually certain parts of Boston. This is, like, later in my story. But there's actually certain parts of Boston that I won't even go to because I'm just, like, instantly triggered. It's weird. Like, if I see them, obviously it was a trigger. But, like, it was some. It could be much more subtle than that. Did and any of them ever apologize to you? The guy I was dating did. Years did later. you did you did you accept that apology? It didn't matter at that point. The damage was done. Ugh. Right. You know, like, it didn't really matter. Did you ever ask why? It didn't. It, it wasn't. 
necessary for my healing at that point. Right. Okay. It was nice to hear, but it wasn't necessary. Had you asked why? I don't think I asked why. I it, think he just apologized. I think I said I think it on the episode with Wax, why. and I asked why to the guy that I got raped by, and he told me he liked watching me cry. Mm. And it was so disgusting to hear. And I remember it was like on AIM, he told me that. And I was shaking after that shit because I was like, That's how can you even admit this shit? Yeah. Now, this happened to you a second time. Can yes. you describe how old you were the second time? So, when I went to my deep depression, I was fucking alive. I met another group of guys that I would consensually have sex with them often. As, often. as a group? As a group. I would, okay. They would technically run trains on me. Okay, how so, many guys? Six of them. Okay. And I would hang out with them, too, and I would run away. If I ran away, I was with them niggas for a very long time, for about a year. So then... How old did you were? Sorry. How old were you? So it's like 15. 15. So the next year? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. This, my whole 15, like, I tanked in school. I was running away. The cops were like, we're going to lock you up if you keep running away. So that's when I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to go to jail. So <laughs> let me get my shit together. So I slowly got my shit together. My mom, I had like six therapists in a two-year time mm. frame. I, my mom switched me out of a school. That really helped. So I was going to like the – so I'm from Cambridge and like in Massachusetts. And there's one high school in Cambridge. Uh-huh. So everyone was like, she's a hoe, right? Okay. They heard oh. what happened. And I was like, so I was tainted as a hoe. And it was just really tough. And my mom worked at the school. So it was just a lot. Oh. So my oh, mom switched me out fuck. of the school to a school that was like everyone in the school had a therapist in-house. Okay. It was for kids who like really going through some shit. So mm-hmm. she put me in that school. Amazing school. She saved my life. So by this time, I'm hitting 16. I'm 16 okay. years old. And I'm really starting to get my shit together. I'm like, okay, well, I can't be fucking with these niggas no more. I got to like... And I'm, like, doing well in school. I actually graduated a year early from school. Okay. I was like, Not to mention my best guy in the master's. You know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> graduated when I was 16. But, like, it was really hard. And I did it because I was like, I can't be in Boston. I felt like Boston was going to kill me. Okay. At this, at this point. So, I cut it off with the guys. Okay. That I'm regularly having sex with. And I'm like, no. So, for a while, I don't see them. But then, one day, one of them that I'm, the, like, the one I'm most close with hit me up. It was like, you want to hang out? And I was like, all right. So they all come over, and we're all chilling. And then it just, I swear to God, it just turns, and it breaks my heart because I actually really fuck with them. All of my other sexual experiences have been completely 1,000% consensual. Right. But the one time I was like, you know what? I'm really not trying to be doing that shit with y'all no more. They just took it in their own hands, and they raped me. Now, a lot now of people claim that you can't get raped. By, like, someone you know or someone you let in your home. Well, that's, Just, like, that's wives the, can't get raped by their husbands. No, you totally can. No, well the, well, the wives not getting raped by their husbands things, but there's, like, stats show that most of most rapes actually occur from people, people that you know. Or, no, know. no, no, sorry, not by you know, but people you've had sex with. A lot of people say that, like, how can you say that you got raped? I've had sex before. Right. Yes. Can't be considered rape at some right. point. People have used that, again, like, in defense when they've been accused of rape. Like, well, I fucked right. her before. And that was the, so that was my challenge with the second rape because I was like, these niggas are supposed to be my friends. And actually most of them ended up apologizing in time. Uh, I still don't know exactly what the fuck. So what was your second step for this time? You said you did another rape kit. So I did another rape kit. I went to the hospital right away. Again, my mom was super supportive and she never questioned me. So shout out to her. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Got a rape kit, but I did not go to the police because I was like, I'm not doing that shit. And I was so close to getting out of Boston. What made you have to go to the hospital? 
You have to. If you're raped, you have to. Go, you just have to get a DNA. The thing is, they keep the DNA, the rape kits, for like six years or something. So if you ever change your mind, if you want to press charges, Oh, if you want to press can. charges. Okay. So that's why I go. And that's why I tell everyone, if you're ever raped, just get the rape kit and have that shit sitting there. Because anytime you do want to go for it, and you should, because I regret not going for it. I think you, I had, you regret I not going for to, to the police and like pressing charges for the second time. Both. Times. So I want to go in this hierarchy really I think quick. There was more strength in me that I didn't realize at the time, but now looking back, I'm like I probably could have pulled that shit off. The like, um, yeah, them niggas, them niggas should have paid all of them because they're them, yeah. walking around now living their life, and I know that shit eating them up, and I know they did that shit again. I'm sure that's what that's what I was gonna go to. Like if they so, did it with you and were so comfortable, and then just, just gave you a sorry, people. like that's something that probably Chris, they've done can you another put this time. On the screen, if you Google rape culture pyramid, so. The reason I was so proud of you just a few weeks ago when we were in Seattle together is because you had a situation that happened yeah. at work. And I I want to show you guys this pyramid. We'll post it on Horrible Decisions. But the reason it's so important is because you didn't press any charges on the men that did something so fucking brutal and disgusting to you. Right. But you did take matters into your own hands to what some people feel like is not a big deal. So right. here's the pyramid. So um, at the top of the pyramid, there's it's like three different colors. There's rape, drugging, molestation. And um, for Mandy, which is funny you just brought that up, stealthing, covert condom removal is all the oh, way at the top. shit. And See? that's rape. that's what happened to me. Um, oh wow! And but and it's crazy because so you didn't when, think it was well when the thing happened to me on the train. So I don't think I've mentioned too much of it on this episode. Actually, maybe maybe I have brought it up. So I was on the train coming home from work, um, and it was an express train. And y'all know how these motherfucking trains in New York get packed. And I go to step off of the train. Mind you, I had. I had felt a guy bumping into me the whole way, but we were so packed, there was nowhere to move. So I was trying to put my purse behind me, but there was just no room. And so the whole time, and I'm like, I feel this nigga's dick is getting hard, but I thought it was through his pants. So I go to step out of the train and this this nigga's whole dick is exposed. He had been rubbing his dick on me the whole time I was on the train. It was old guy? It was an older black guy on top of that. So I like just felt super violated, but that was... In my mind, in my life, that was the first time I had experienced, like, you know, that type of rape, I, I guess would say. To me, that was yeah. considered rape. So when we talk about the condom removal from the guy who blindfolded me, I didn't even consider that rape. That's I felt violated, but I wouldn't, I didn't and, even and, consider it and rape. And if you so keep going, crazy. look what... So, by the way, if y'all want to look it up, it's type in rape culture pyramid. It says 11th principle of consent. So it goes by normalization, degradation, and then assault at the top. Mm-hmm. So that was sexual assault you experienced, Mandy. Yeah. So both are at the top. So in the middle, oh, wow. you have coercion, revenge porn, groping, and safe word violations. Towards the bottom, non-consensual photos or video, stalking, victim blaming, flashing or exposing, unsolicited dick pics. Mm. Oh, shit. That's unwanted right. touch, uh-huh. cat calling. Y'all be raping on Instagram. Yup. Sending me all them goddamn dicks. Boy, I don't want to see your dick. Boys will be boys, rape jokes, and Unless locker room banter. So our president is right towards <laughs> our president. the bottom. Just want to say. All of them do this pyramid. He's shit. Actually, all yeah. Them all them tried, I'm sorry. To say, he's I'm just saying the one with the locker room talk people love to say um but yeah so every like right when you said you were like oh that's not that big of a deal i was like i'm pretty sure that's like yeah i didn't even realize the that that's crazy thing is when you look at this pyramid like everybody experiences this or, or even even men yes like like even women victim blaming and shit like that do this bullshit yeah like everybody's in this pyramid and i feel like this is a time where everybody needs to become better educated and really see that this is a people thing yeah. right because there's men should not just 
take advantage of any situation ever. Right. And I Agreed. feel like it's mostly men because women do ha- have that shit too. But men, it's more often than not, will take advantage whether it's saying some shit or joking some shit off and even just trying to apologize just to get away with it. Right. But I, how you brought that up, I wanted to ask you, the female friends in your life, your aunts, your female cousins, yeah. at any point, do you feel like they did look at you like, well, you did something wrong? Because as women, I feel like, and that's why, again, we haven't had a certain guest on the show because we don't really like the victim blaming that right. even women put on other women. Right. So what was the response from other women in your life? That's a great question. So my mom at first was like a little shady and she was saying a little slick shit like you a little bit of a hoe and I was it was <laughs> it was at a bad time in my life. So I was like, bitch, fuck you. I'm like, I'm not taking that shit. So me and her used to bump heads, but then that totally changed. She don't do that no more. Um, I used to in high school, like when all that stuff was going on, I had some female friends and they were just awful. They were spreading rumors about me and all this stuff. So I ended up cutting them off and I made a rule to myself. Like if I'm really going to heal and like become the woman that I've always wanted to become, which is this woman sitting right here, I have to have good people in my life, Mm -hmm. male or female, and I'm not taking no shit. So like actually when I hit or, or went to the high school that had, um, therapy in it. I had some really good female friends. This girl named Atia, actually, she was super dope, and she always supported me and always believed me and never questioned me. And then when I went to FAMU, which was my first college, I had amazing female friends, some of which, you know, with Shyla and stuff like I've had years after. And they all know what happened to me, and they never questioned me. And I just I, like I just won't take no shit. Like, if, if I'm sure there, there has been girls that have questioned me, but then I don't remember their names. Right. I'm not having them around. I can't have them in my space. And it was really important for me to get to a place where I wasn't thinking about it every day and then eventually not wearing that abuse. Because I used to just wear it. Like, you could just look at me and just, like, I would talk about it. Like, that's why it's so good, easy for me to talk about it now because I've talked about it for years. I used to tell everybody because that was how I healed. Mm-hmm. But okay. I wanted to still get to a place where, like, I don't want to talk about this shit no more. Right? right. And the only way I was going to do that is if I had good people around me to support me. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Now, how, what is the coping stage after? Like, after, so, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I coped 
pretty well. And then other times I feel like I probably could have did it better. Who knows? But I left Boston. That was that was really stage one of like full on healing. Now, my fa- my past did follow me. Like I had very bad habits and not very bad, but pretty bad habits in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I'll still fucking ain't shit niggas. And you know what I'm saying? But I also started to own it. So the reason I'm able to be like, I'm a hoe, and like I do what the fuck I want to do, and I'm, you know, and I'm, I'll fuck who I want to fuck, and I'm with who I want to with, is because I took what happened to me and just like started to own my story, and I never shied away from my story. If anyone asks me or if I'm talking about it, I've, it's always been the same fucking story. And I was just like, I own my shit. I also right? really and appreciate how, you for that's part of my healing. Admitting that you had slept with these men before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a Which big... I, I don't really talk about that part of the story. <laughs> I, well, I know. And I feel like that's a big deal because I, people sometimes think that like women are expecting a pity party. You know what I'm saying? For, for, for stories like this, people think that that's what women want. So to sit there and say like, hey, I did sleep with these men before. They were in my home because I let them in. But what happened to me is still wrong is a big right. fucking yeah, deal. I, I agree. Because with that. what right. happened to you is fucking brutal. Like right. not every time is there this situation where someone's like sleeping in the house and someone breaks in and rapes them. Like right. what happened to you is still fucking wrong. There's another thing that I want to bring up too. A lot of people feel like promiscuity is deeply rooted with sexual trauma. They do. And this is just one story out of many and it's right. not connected. Yeah. Um, you know, I interviewed someone that barely that has had one orgasm in her life, been raped and has total issues with having sex, rarely has sex. Right. Like so, it could, reacts, it's, everybody right. is different. Yeah, and everyone there's does. No right way to react, and it's no. But even the way you were open with constantly talking about it, you said that that was part of your healing process. Yeah. There's so Just many women. Out. There's there's don't a lot of women though that feel that shame yeah. and don't speak on it, and yeah. so a lot of them hold it in and harbor those feelings and emotions and don't really talk about. Talk yeah. it out, whether it's with friends, a therapist, yeah. their parents. It's something that they keep inside, which a lot of times I think, and you talk a lot on mental health um, on on the friend zone. And I think a lot of it just has to do with when you harbor those things mentally, it fucks you up way more it than just releasing. You. It eats at it you. Really eats at it you. really does. And I encourage anyone going through anything. It don't have to be sexual trauma. It'll be anything. You can just be mad at somebody, right? Mad at your friend. You got to talk about that shit. Yeah, somebody. Right. Yeah, Someone. you have to. You have to. So if you're somebody that ain't got shit to talk about, be somebody that can listen. listen. Um, Don't be judgmental. If you have questions, ask. Yeah. I was gonna say, I always agree. make sure you listen. Like I feel like we tossed the judgment out real quick before we listen. Yeah. Um, we brought this up. We brought up the pyramid because I wanted to talk about something that was toward the bottom stage. Okay. But you took very big action on. I don't know if we'll have time for home but let's see how long this goes. Okay. Can you talk about the work scenario that yes. happened? Yes. So I just. For, I want to give, I like to give context. So we stopped when I was at FAM. If we fast forward, I had a kid, I'm grown, and I've actually not had any, well, looking at this pyramid, I have plenty of that, but like, <laughs> but like assault, I haven't been assaulted or tried or anything right. like that for years. So mm-hmm. I can say that. Get to work, and I have a quote unquote work husband. Um, just meaning that I was close with someone and if I had a bad day, I would go to him. We go to lunch together, you know, stuff like that. Just really cool. And I really like, I enjoy, I, we enjoyed each other's friendship. Child, I am sleep one day. Cause I've been partying all summer cause my son was at camp. So <laughs> but I, the bitch needed a break. So I'm asleep and it's like eight o'clock. He's blown. He called me, he called me twice. Okay. And no one from work ever calls me, not even him after four. 
because don't fucking call me. Um, so I I don't and he leaves a voicemail. So this is this is key because you come into play for this. But I don't oh, listen to the voicemail. I don't listen to the voicemail right away. I um, he I like text him. He calls me. He's like, what are you doing? Want to get up for drink? Want to party? Whatever. I'm like. I'm tired. I need to get some air, whatever. So I go get some air. I'm in, Chip- I'm in Chipotle. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can't go out. So he ends up calling me back because I sent him, like, thinking emojis. He ends up calling me back and it's like, you know, we're trying to, like, figure it out. I'm like, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. He's like, I don't think you understand what I'm trying to do. And I can't, I can't, like, say it how he said it, but he was like, I'm trying to fuck you. And I remember being on the phone, like, did this nigga really just say that? Like, what the fuck is he talking? So I reply back. First thing on my mind, I was like, I will never fuck you. And then he's like, I'm happy you said that, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later. So we hang up. All night, I feel disgusting. But I'm like, you know what? Just sleep it off. You're fine, right? Oh, right. Next morning, he texts me, I'm sorry, LOL. And I'm like, no, LOL. Like, you tried the fuck out of me. We yeah. had a friendship. And you took that shit left. I said, you selfishly took it left. He's like, well, I hope you forgive me, and I apologize, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'll forgive you. I was like, but next time, I won't be quiet. I like that you brought that up, because I don't think a lot of guys realize, by them saying, I want to fuck you, how it makes a woman feel. I felt... Especially not being in that space with that person. And you know what? The 14-year-old girl came back up, which she hasn't come up in years, but that's what it was. That 14-year-old girl who has been used and used herself over and over, just purely fucking nothing else, just like an object. Right. That all came back. And I was Uh, like, how fucking dare dare you? you? Because this whole time, unbeknownst to him, I have been working to become a woman who has her past, but has like soared, right? Right. And like, you can't look at me now and know anything that's going on with me. Right. And I like, how fucking dare you? So anyway, so, about 10 days go by. I don't see him because either he's traveling or I'm traveling. But when I'm in the office, I, like, start hating going to the office. Now, I love my job. Right. And I love everyone at my job. And everyone at my job love me. And I start showing up at work and slowly, like, isolating myself. I'm cranky. I'm tired. Like, something's off. So, I finally tell you when we were in Seattle. And then you listen to the voicemail. So, let me just... She tells me what happens. And she's like, girl, I haven't told you what happened at work. Tells me a story. Shows me the text. She's like, he left me a voicemail that I haven't listened to. I was like, get the fuck out of here. We need to hear this. And I felt guilty now because I didn't know what it was going to sound like. But let me just tell you, it was one of the creepiest sounding voicemails. Like my skin was crawling. He's on there and he's like, hey, you know, (laughs) (laughs) he's like, I'm going to try to do my best. My skin skin was crawling. I, I, I just I'm out right now, you know. I'm thinking about you. I want to I want to get fucked up. I'm trying to do something wild with you right now. I'm trying to do something really crazy with you. Are you down for that? Like do you want that? Like I mean this shit disgusting. Wow. It was no, it was so bad. Way. Now disgusting. I'm I'm holding it on speakerphone thinking we were going to laugh and I'm looking at her face and how tight like I'm looking at her body language. And I Trigger. realized what I was doing and she's like I she's well, she I can barely talk. Like, I, I can't don't even, I, I can't, can't work to it. I can't do it. So let me ask you, Did you, have you taken that to HR? Yeah, let me tell you what happened. Yes, sis, let's go. So that was Sunday. Monday, I talked to my mom, and I ended up, like, really just losing it. And she was like, you have to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, okay. And I knew he was on vacation that week. So I was like, if there's any time to say it, it's do it now because he's not in the office and you can just do it. So the company is run by three people and one of them is a woman. Uh-huh. So I invited her to lunch because she knew something was off. And she, she actually invited me on Monday. And then Tuesday I was like, actually, I want to take you up on that. So we went out to lunch. It's funny because we were just walking up a hill and she was like, what's going on with you? And I was like, let's, let's sit down. She's like, and she's like hyper. And she's like, tell me now. I'm like, oh, me? You, you, you need to be sit down. Like, what is, what is, what is so we sit down I tell her, and I tell her and I just start bawling and just like, it just all lets go. Out. And her reply was like, he's out of here. He's done. He's fired. Done. She was pissed. She was like, I'm I love so that. disgusted. She was like, you, sh-. and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cause I, Still had that 14-year-old girl inside of me thinking about everybody else but herself. Yep. Like, what would this do to this person? And I was thinking actually about him. I'm like, okay, well, if he gets fired, and then like, and I don't even know if I wanted him fired, but I knew that I had to tell somebody what was going on with me at work because I was going into work and not being myself. Mm. And so, and she was just like, that's not acceptable. You should be angry. She's like, you should be like trying to fight him right now. Like what, like you should be, she's like, stop fucking crying. Like you should be pissed. And she was so supportive. She's like, he's done. She she was like, you'll never see him again. Now let me tell you what's crazy about that. Told someone, I don't want to make it obvious, but told somebody about this. And I'm like, can you believe this happened to my friend, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, damn, did that dude have kids though? Like, did he have a family? See, but uh, tell it. Go, go ahead. I know what you're gonna say. No, you <laughs> know what I'm gonna say. Go oh, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. All I'm, all I'm gonna say is that shit. You, it is worth you losing your fucking job for because you don't realize you're literally dehumanizing someone. You're making someone mm-hmm. question like the root of themselves for the rest of their life. Like you're fundamentally fucking somebody up. So if you want to even chance that bullshit by saying I want to fuck you. Like then your ass can you know you fuck your damn self. Right. But even I would kind of right. even question where your friend or your coworker, whoever his mindset or her mindset is to say that because it's like so you're putting oh maybe absolutely. this person's life over the the sanity of my friend. So I was shocked. And I was like, this. listen like, to me, bro. I was like, I know my friend. I know, I know this person. Like, trust me when I tell you. I was like, if I feel like I can't do my job because you want to be a piece of shit, then you gotta go. You gotta I go. Fuck. I got a kid too, nigga. Hello. <laughs> but they should have been so talking like about their that. kids if they had them before trying to do trying some to shit. To that they shit. Like, hold on. Crazy enough. Days later, what happens to me? So I got this new job, right? Now I was working in a very relaxed company whatever now i'm at a more like up there in the ranks tech firm like you know covered up suit like i have bought a whole new wardrobe to make sure i'm appropriate i used to have my tattoos out of work whatever hr sends out a thing about dress code there's a guy in the office that always dresses like shit apparently someone he says to somebody oh wow i think it's about me he said i think it's about the new girl because of her breasts now when i tell y'all you could get fired for that i am constantly covered up i was almost in tears because I'm so conscious that's about the so things strange. I wear. I don't even not wear long sleeves because of my tattoos. And that's fucked up because you shouldn't even have to worry about that. Right? Now. So I go to this older woman in the office. I never really talked to her. I think I'd say she's in her late 60s. I'm like, listen, I, I need to ask you a serious question. I just want you to be honest with me. Do I dress appropriate enough? And she's like, are you kidding me? Yes, of course you do. And she's like, where is this coming from? I started breaking down and told her what happened. She was disgusted. I'm like, I don't want to say anything. I'm too new for this. People are going to be sensitive around me. I want to do my fucking job. I'm not trying to get fired. I was so fucked up about it. Bro, I went to my boss. I said, I just want to let you know <laughs> that I'm going to be having a conversation with someone. And I need to know what to do to protect myself to make sure I don't get fired in case I go off. Right. Yeah. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. let me do it, blah, blah, blah. 
I don't know what happens. He talks to the director. He's like, it's handled. Do you know this nigga be looking at me? The one that was talking about my breasts? I don't even know his name. I've never spoke to him nothing. Like, I'm a piece of fucking shit now. I mean, and like it's, it's my fault. It's what he said. And it's crazy because I feel like as women, we've all we've all experienced this even in the workplace. So I haven't yet experienced it in um, corporate America. But, you know, for the seven years prior to getting my degree, I bartended and worked in the clubs. Right. And I worked at a certain club up here in New York. And it's very small and everyone knows who's worked there. So I'm not going to say the name of it. But mm-hmm. when I worked <laughs> there, um, I was very uncomfortable with the manager. Um, a lot of the bartenders and a lot of girls were were fucking the staff to get more days on the schedule and it started to be to where we had to be at the club at a certain time and I would normally come early and do my makeup and stuff but when I was alone in the club he would invite me to his office Mm. and he would try to rub or suck on my tits and he's he propositioned me for sex multiple times when you're in the clubs this happens a lot and it got to the point where I started going to work on purposely late because I knew other girls would be there so maybe he wouldn't ask me go- to go into the office with him alone and then it just got to the point where I was just like I stopped even caring if I was on the schedule or not and because I wasn't making those wow. advances with him I know other girls were and so to even be in a space where it's like my my money me making money and me being on the schedule is determined upon if I let you play with me or not and I think a lot of men in your say it was him saying it but I think a lot of men even use their power Absolutely. in the, the workspace to make you feel uncomfortable and so I've experienced yeah. that working it's, in the clubs and I hate it it's even a power in the fact that he can still come to work and look at you like you're a piece of shit when he's yes. the one that did something wrong I am, wrong. So, confused. Something wrong. Like, I am like, so confused like it would be okay if he were to come up to you and be like and sincerely be like look I'm sorry about the comment I made about your breasts but him to be mad and then, but and he looking then, at you like here this bitch go right. like, oh my god I know like I can't believe this new bitch and let me tell you something so we had this thing we had some corporate board meeting and um, I got an award for you know reaching quota blah 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 and the next award was him and I was like the back to everybody knew I had a problem with his ass I was lips turned up I looked like the black bitch of the office I don't give a fuck cause now you wanna put you wanna make me feel like that oh I'ma do it in your face right please I was so fucking awkward I was in the office and it was hot right the AC went out on the left side of the office and he was near the lunchroom somebody's like oh I'm burning up I said well god forbid I take off this sweater right (laughs) (laughs) I mean well but before we wrap up with this conversation because we all have experienced this in different ways um, I guess I wanna leave off by all of us maybe giving a, a little note of advice or a tip if someone is currently experiencing this whether it's at the workplace or whether they don't know how to heal with their sexual trauma and they haven't spoke on it what would be a, a bit of advice that you would give to any of the listeners who've, who've experienced anything that we've talked about today great question um, definitely talk about it get that shit off of your chest I used many different forms it wasn't just talking um, to like friends I had therapists I journaled a ton I got books okay um, and I used music as well to like kind of free myself um, a lot of ease music because you talk about that so just get it off your chest it will eat you up and it's not fair but also I just want to say that you can go through the words I went through hell and i'm fine right I so like that. I, I that's the best advice like, like you'll that. be fine it's just gonna take second by second and then minute by minute and then hour by hour and then year by year you gave me that advice one day when i was going through my depression she was like look you're gonna take it 
minute by minute right now. She's like, but then it's going to be an hour and then it's going to be a day. It's true. And that mm-hmm. shit is so true. You know, I like that. You're fine. So I like that. Advice. What about you, Asante? Do you have any advice? I just want to have a call to action for all the men out there. Or, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's different for same sex. So you like, I could give out that advice, but I don't really feel like they listening to y'all show. So for, all, <laughs> <laughs> so for all the straight men out there, make sure that you are, in, if sex is consensual between two people, make sure the person you're having sex with is into it by taking something from somebody that's not going to make it any more pleasurable it's actually right. going to make your shit fucked up for the rest of your life so right. that karma is real and I think that we all need to help each other more and stop being so judgmental because yeah. I hate seeing this trend of rape culture like oh well what did she have on and all that mm-hmm. bullshit mm-hmm. all the time these follow up questions should not be follow ups at all ever and it sucks that it's so normal for all that shit like it's normal for this man to be able to come back to work like not to say he needed to lose his job, but he shouldn't even be able to look at you and get away with looking at you like that. After I agree, said, and I'm not saying that he needed to lose his job either. Right. We're talking about my breasts. I don't. I don't. I mean, but the fact that me and y'all know how vocal I am, I even said to this woman, "You know what? I'm too new here. I'm not trying to make people feel sensitive. I don't want for them. I just want to do my job real good, and I feel like I shouldn't do this. And you me, should, and you shouldn't even have who to has a sex was, podcast it's about crazy empowerment. Because I was going to say that was going to be my advice is. And it's something that you brought up, too. I think we as women need to focus on ourselves and not give a fuck how this is going to affect the next person. I think that it's important that you look for self, self-worth self and how you feel and how it's going to affect you right. in the long run instead of worried about if he loses his job right. or what um, his friends are going to think or what anyone's going to think about right. that person. You need to focus on yourself. I'm going right? to tell you what, though. For me, it was more so like... I know for a fact in that office that I am one of few women, one, my age, my ethnicity, all of it. And all I could think is if I do this, they're not going to hire another girl. Mm. That scared me Mm. because as a feminist, I'm worried about every fucking move I make in the office because I know for a fact if I'm good. I had someone tell me to my face, my boss, my last job, you know, I'd never hire a girl before you. And he was like, honestly, and he was like, you are the reason that we have this new girl on the team. You are the only one who's gave me faith in women. Like, well, the equality that, will come from saying something because, nor- like, but yeah, you can, on the other end, way less. Because yeah. now, now you're normalizing the pattern, though, by acting like I see what you're saying, but because by doing I that, thought, and I, I, inter- like even I internalize that, that is if I'm well, doing good at my tra- job, that's some trash for him to even say. And you'll this is when, as, as a woman, as a woman, he's saying it, but what if someone was like, I ain't never hired black people before, but now I'm going to hire you. But listen to me, when he said that to me, I really believed that is what affected me from not talking about what happened at work. I thought about what he said to me, and I said, you know what? That one person said that to my face. Mm-hmm. What does that mean if I fucking tell about what this dude didn't work? Am I going to fuck is, about if the women? If you don't speak up as well, you're letting you're literally allowing the doors to be open for somebody to for come other in women. And, that should happen and to, to me, that was worth more than right. being worried about the potential hiring. I, There's got to be someone else in this office. This nigga did this shit and to. And I yeah. know the moment I said something at work, I was freed. Everything like I was stressed out. My body hurt. I was mm-hmm. cranky. And the moment I told her, and she and he was fired, which that was her decision. I was free. It's about, uh, to your point, it's about freeing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Go I'm, I'm, you know, not Fantasia. <laughs> um, do you want to do... No, I don't... We, we're well, not yeah, going to have time at all. So I, we're not going to have time for Home Mail this episode, but I'm really glad that we were able to... Now, hold up now. You this. told I me. Know, no, I know. <laughs> Y'all wrote me into this for the Home Mail, <laughs> but I'm going to give you a pass. I, that means you got to have you know, back. No, no, you get you have you back. We're going to have you back. We needed you here. No, we definitely need you here. We appreciate you even being able 
able to speak up for the men, you know, and telling them that they need to check themselves. Um, But I appreciate you. Before we head out again, I want to thank you guys all for, um, you know, supporting the show and becoming patrons. Um, It's really helping us bring a lot to you guys, being in the studio more, having this camera for you guys on YouTube. You guys need to thank these patrons. Um, And again, if you guys want more episodes, if you've maybe listened to all of the episodes and you're like, we need more of you hoes, we do drop (laughs) two bonus episodes a month now um, on top of the live shows. Um, We include those. Yes. For those of y'all who asked for merch, um, if you are a certain tier, um, we are sending out uh, Horrible Decisions t-shirts um, and let me tell you niggas is greedy you got thongs y'all got this you got socks you got coffee cups like y'all gotta calm the fuck down also before we go out I wanna give a huge shout out to my homegirl um, the SamanthaWest.com um, she is a new mother um, and so she's blogging about motherhood she's blogging about travel she's blogging about creating her own business and then she also now has these bomb ass clothes that fit all sizes y'all see I'm thick and bitch I got a medium and it feel real nice um, but no she, she definitely talks about being a new mother and there's um, just nice ass clothes for y'all to check out I'm gonna put the link in the bio um, of this show or description I always call it a bio but it's um, the SamanthaWest.com again please check it out check out her blog Um, and thank you guys so much I guess before we go off where can our listeners catch you guys tell them where they can follow y'all I'm on Twitter, dubs underscore duh. I might change it back to Lady W. I like Lady W. I've been telling you it was Lady W. You know, dubs. Oh, my bad. I need you to go back to Lady W. And of course, y'all know we got our resident gay in the building one more time. Go ahead and let them know where to find you. And you, y'all got some shows and shit coming up too, right? No, no. Are they all gone? Uh, they all so, yes, yes, you can find me on, on all social media at Hey Asante. That's H E Y A S S A N T E. And I will be going on the road with the friends on the On the road. <laughs> so, if you want to catch me. You know, they be having tour dates. Tour dates. We be having once in the blues. Promo. You know. I was going to read off my dates. <laughs> but since no, 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 y'all no, 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 no. Let me do it for you. Now I'm not going to. How dare you do it by yourself? Gonna, I, no, I, I, open I, it up. Now I'm not going to read off my dates. Please. Open it up. Let's put the thumb on the guy. No, no, no. I want my Morgan Freeman voice. Yeah. No, go ahead and read the dates. If you would like to see Asante, hey, Fran, and look at Dustin, y'all got to look at Dustin fine ass and hey friend hey ass period. I wanted to suck Dustin's dick so bad at your show I really wish y'all would leave me out of the and friends of my friends well, exactly. I want all your friends to be too alright to see the friend zone live their fall tour August 18th in New York City September 22nd Toronto Ontario is that Canada? <laughs> that is yes, yes. That's I'm Canada. saying why, why does it say Toronto O-N? Not Ontario, six, but they don't play. We not go to. I mean, you we, know, we not go to. You know what? Let's not. I, I, thought, I thought this was passport pussy, but maybe not. No, we I not thought it would be geography with your ass. Uh, October fifth in Charlotte, North Carolina. October thirteenth in Seattle, Washington. Don't go back there. And December fourteenth in Washington D.C. for all of you, Chocolate City. Love Shout us. out to the please people. check the tickets out at thefriendzonelive.com. Thefriendzonelive.com VIP is sold out in some of the cities, but Humble that's flex. where you can catch me along with. At look at Dustin and at Hey Friend Hey, and that is all I have to say today. Next week I will be talking about whole shit with these whores. Yes, oh, well, all right, and um, guys, this has been yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Bye. 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 Later. I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty-five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.